That was a good episode. It was a great episode. Oh, wow, we were yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your business, build your community, and have fun doing it. I am one of your hosts, John Mansfield. And I am your other host, Rachel Driscoll. And uh, yeah, we're excited to be here today. Very excited. And uh, today's topic is one that came up a few times in our uh, Facebook group. Uh, and it is pricing. Oh, it comes up all the time, really. Every time we do a workshop and anytime we talk to yep. any photographer who's up and coming, the first question they ask is, how do I price myself? <laughs> like, what, literally. What am I worth? What should yeah. I price? <laughs> I'm like, what that would people is, pay? That is a big question there. Yeah, so, so we wanted to kind of break it down as we, we do a little bit in our um, workshops, but we wanted to kind of break it down a little bit for you guys. And uh, talk about it. Talk about um, you know how how do you come up with that pricing? Because each uh, each photographer is a little bit different. We all you know mm-hmm. structure our pricing a little bit different. And there's uh, we just wanted to talk about those kind of different and ways of doing a that. Ton of different factors. Absolutely. For why and how you structure all that. But before we get into what should your price be, um, we're gonna get into our little segment called life hacks. Oh yeah, life hacks. We're talking about some life hacks, and ooh, I don't remember if I wrote mine down. Did I uh, say mine? <laughs> oh, okay, I remember it now. We we were not prepared uh, tonight. We've got our drinks. We have we ha- we have all the options with the coffee and the whiskey and the water, but uh, we were not ooh, okay. super prepared. I so I remember mine now. Okay, what's yours? Okay, my life hack. Um, it's we're uh, my wife and I are traveling. Uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, we are headed to um, the Cancunish area. What? Uh, yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, I have a wedding. I we talked about it like months ago, uh-huh. like yeah. a year ago, whenever I booked the wedding. Shit. But um, it, it also has totally like just snuck up on me that or, I mean, not that I'm not prepared for the wedding, but Did just taking the, the kids. No. Oh. No. <gasps> no. Nope. Keeping the kids. Uh, my in-laws. Yeah. Yay for y'all. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So They're fun. setting us up in a all-inclusive resort. I just found out yes. that it's all-inclusive That's the two days ago. And we've been looking through all of the things. We're definitely getting That's a couple's so massage. Yes. And That's so awesome. All this stuff. Fantastic. Uh, probably going to eat way too much, and I'm okay with that. You should be. Um, but because we're traveling, I did a life hack about traveling or that you can use when you're traveling and it is hiding cash oh yeah okay. so there's a, a few different ways i'm sure. gonna tell you two okay um one is to get just a cheap little uh chapstick oh yeah i've seen this where you and roll then, it up and you put it yeah you, you, you empty, it out, empty you know? out all the chapstick which you know, sounds messy it. but if you boil some water yeah just throw it in out. there it just it's like it, wax it cleans know, it out like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mostly wax yeah. beeswax whatever yeah um but then you can roll up your cash stick it in a chapstick tube and, boom. and then you don't have to worry about that people get you very much cash right it depends on what current like what size bills you're carrying that's true uh, yeah, those Hamiltons. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we got we got forty dollars for this trip. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the size of chapstick, maybe. Sure. I don't know. I don't. Not one of those EOSs, though, right? Not in, yeah. Like that, a you just have to like crumble chapstick. it into a ball, <laughs> stick it in one of those eggs. Yeah. Uh, but like chapstick brand chapstick, chapstick. you just roll sure. it up, put the cap on. It just looks like you're, you know. Putting some chapstick on, but you're just pulling out hundreds with your mouth. Uh, but that way, it's a little bit safer. Um, another way, and this is a life hack for the beach Okay. Uh, that I remembered whenever I saw this. Um, you can put all your valuables in a diaper and then roll it up like it's dirty. Oh, and people don't want dirty diapers. Yeah, and then you can just leave it with right. your towel as you go swim because people are not going to walk by and be like, ooh, look, there's a dirty diaper. Let me pick it up and see if there's any money and mm, keys and phones so and smart. stuff. Smart. So even if you don't have kids and diapers, Nobody just go yeah. find some. Find a diaper. A clean one. Find a clean Preferably. diaper. Preferably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, it will you definitely keep boat. people away. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's my life hack. Very cool. Hiding your cash. I feel like yours was really, really good this week. It was a good Much one. better than last week. I don't even remember what it was last week. I don't either. It's fine. It was not as good as that emoji keyboard. <laughs> okay, so um, my life hack is really easy. And um, so I, in my one of my past lives, was a pharmacy tech. And um, so I worked with, you know, all things drugs. Yes. <laughs> How many past lives have you had? A few. Yeah. Are you a cat? <laughs> Were you a cat 100%. in another life? <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Um, okay. So what I find a lot is when I'll ask somebody like, hey, do you have any Advil? Like, oh, no, I just have Motrin. And so my life hack to you is mm-hmm. to tell you all the names that Motrin uh, has. Okay. So, so... Ibuprofen is its generic name. Okay. Okay. Um, it has two brand names, Motrin and Advil. Okay, those are the same. They are all three the exact same thing. Okay. Okay. So if I ask you for a Motrin, I mean Ibuprofen, Motrin, or Advil. Okay. <laughs> what about Aleve? What is is that? No, Aleve is um, is it Naproxen? No, that's okay. Tylenol. That's Tylenol. I think okay. it's. Naproxen? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he'll be I wrong. So. Uh, my pharmacy we'll fact check it. Away. We're not going to fact check it. Uh, but it's definitely not ibuprofen. Or 100% medication. it's not. No, it's, it's a mixture of aspirin. Um, yeah, so it's not naproxen. It's a mixture of aspirin, okay. um, acetaminophen, Tylenol. Okay. And caffeine. Oh. Wait, that's Excedrin. Did you say Excedrin? No, I said Aleve. <laughs> so that one might be naproxen. <laughs> is naproxen. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay, so so what are the three? Motrin? Motrin, uh-huh. Advil. Okay. Those are the two brand names. Okay. Okay, and then the generic name is ibuprofen. Okay. 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 They're all three the same thing. See, I always thought that Motrin was like the, the chemical name. I didn't realize that that was a brand. Yeah, it's the brand. I knew that ibuprofen was a uh, the like the. It's the generic. The generic. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that and Motrin were different, so that's good to know. They are not. They nice. are the same. So. Cool. We buy generic. Oh, hundred percent. Because it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, really, the the thing with generics versus brands is when the brand comes out, they have so many years of like a basically a copyright on it, and then mm. once that runs out, then anyone can produce the generic. 
Okay. Gotcha. That's why, like, Walgreens will have Waldrill. Right. And Wal... Zer. Something like or that. Or something. And that's why, Wal- like, albuterol... Buprofen. <laughs> yes. That's- <laughs> so that's why, like, albuterol... It doesn't have, like, it hasn't hit that yet, and so you can't get a generic, mm. like, there's, it, there, yeah, it, that's why it's expensive and stupid okay. that it's expensive. It it's is. Been around forever. It has. Yeah. I but, remember it when I was a kid. I used it a lot. Yeah. So, things like Motrin, Ibuprofen, and all those have been around for a long time. Their little copyright thing has, nice. like, run out, and everybody can produce it now. All right. Cool. So. And, and the Motrin and Advil companies, like, they cost more because they were the originals who made it. So they had to put into, they had to put more money into creating mm. it. So it cost them more to sell it. Mm-hmm. Whereas and it's probably a brands, mind game for us consumers. Sure, absolutely. Because you walk up and you're like, oh, should I get Motrin or this generic ibuprofen? I'm going to pay more because this probably works better. Mm, it doesn't. It's the same it doesn't. Thing. Yeah, it works the same. I mean, sure, there might. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? Take yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. So those are those are my that's my life hack. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think those are pretty good life hacks. I think so too. It's a little warm. I think I turned it up too much. So okay. I'm going to turn that down a little bit. I don't yeah. Know if you're warm, it is. It I'm is about. Little. It's about 36 degrees outside, outside. right now. Uh, yeah, not inside. And 76 degrees. It is. Ooh, yeah, 76. Okay. A little warm. I didn't know if it was the the whiskey or not because my cheeks were getting warm. It was me who was cold when I got here. Yeah. Turn that back down. Okay. 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 So, pricing. Um, So, we're going to be talking about um, how to figure out what you should charge for your products, for your services, um, primarily talking about photography, because mm-hmm. um, both of us are photographers, and we run a photography workshop. So yeah. um, is going to be good advice whether you're a photographer or yeah, just any a kind of entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so you have a couple different kinds of expenses, because um, the first thing that you want to do when setting your prices is you want to set for profit right well and 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 you need to figure out before anything you need to figure out your cost of doing business right because if you don't know your cost of doing business all your expenses um then you can't be sure that you're going to make a profit right so yeah uh, which was my first couple of years so hey um sorry okay it's fine Cool. No I thought that was Allison. No. We're just alone over here on Instagram. But Drinking whiskey. It's cool. We're fine. <laughs> um, We're fine, y'all. We're fine. So figuring out your expenses. You mm-hmm. have fixed expenses mm-hmm. and you have variable expenses. Right. And your fixed expenses are going to be the same. Uh, just you're like it spend, sounds. They're fixed. Yeah. They're fixed. If you book one wedding in an entire year, you're going to say pay the same for these fixed expenses as if you booked 100 weddings. Right. Which, don't book 100 weddings if you're shooting them all yourself. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, Some people do that. Like, I know, yeah. Live I have a photographer and... friend that is aiming for 90 That's ins- for next year. I cannot imagine. I can't either. I'm like... He's single and no kids, so I'm boom. like... There you go. That makes a little bit more it, sense. But, but, but still, you still like have no time. Anyways, well, whatever. Okay. Any, anyway. Each their own. Okay, so 
fixed versus variable. They sound just like they sound. Fixed is a fixed amount, um, monthly, quarterly, whatever. It is the same amount every time it has to be paid. Variable, just like it sounds, it can vary. It is something different every time. So let's go over, like say some of our, us, what we spend on, or not what we spend, but yeah. what are fixed. Let me, uh, let me pull out my budget right now. <laughs> tell you what I spend on my website. Uh, so um, some of our fixed, fixed. Um, costs, costs, expenses are your website, mm -hmm. your URL, your web hosting, your everything that comes along with your space, yeah. Wix, whatever Show you're it, using. Yeah, whatever yeah. you're, whatever hosting like we're using, plus like what you paid for your domain name, like anything that has to do with the website, that is a fixed cost. Because it's not going to change right. whether you have more business or not. Right. Um, and then for photographers, if you're um, going to be showing um, like, like an online galleries. gallery, then yeah. whatever your uh, your membership is to yeah. like Pixie Set or Pick Time or, or Cloud Spot, uh, Cloud Spot, yeah, all, all those. those that's gonna be the same. Mm -hmm. um, your software for editing is gonna be the same. So like Adobe. Yeah. Your uh, client management systems. Mm -hmm. Your CRM. So that's like seventeen pants or Tave for us. Mm -hmm. Honeybook is another great one, um, but we we personally use seventeen pants and Tave. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Honeybook. <laughs> um, and then like your insurance, um, that doesn't change either. Like, um, so there's there's a couple different insurances that I have. So like your PPA, I consider that my insurance because it, it does my equipment insurance. And then I also purchase a yearly um, uh, general liability business insurance. Um, and those prices don't change. They're, they're fixed cost um, that I pay, like the PPA, I pay that um, every month. The PPA for those that don't know is um, Professional Photographers of America. And you can get a, a membership to them for like $27, $28 a month. And they, it comes with um, free equipment insurance. So, and then also like a discounted general liability insurance. And that's what I do all my insurance through. So that is a fixed cost. Mm -hmm. And then if you have any membership sites, uh, for advertising, like wedding wire, not local, uh, bridal associations, all that kind of stuff that is going to be another fixed cost because that's not going to change. Um, and then we have variable costs and right. this is going to change based on how many, um, how many bookings you get. Right. So if you book more, you're going to be spending more right. on these variables. Yeah. Um, so the one right off the bat is your taxes because uh, the one. more money you come in or you more money you bring in, the, the more, more money mm -hmm. you're going to have to pay in taxes. Yeah. And that is not just your, uh, so, so there's two, two types of taxes really that we pay. So our sales tax, um, which is a quarterly, and that does change every quarter depending on how much, uh, how many sessions you do, how many weddings you do, how much, how much product you sell, all of that, it changes. And then your income tax. Um, and so that you know, obviously is a variable based on how much you make for the year. So yes, every year it is different. Um, yeah. 
And then... And you might have different taxes in other states. We're yes, in Texas, we're in Texas, so we don't so. have, like, a state tax. And, um, we, like, we yeah. just have a, uh, our income tax and sales tax. That's yeah. all we have to pay. Um, and, okay, then and then other variables. Um, if you're going to be shipping any USBs or CDs or prints or anything like that to... Welcome packages. Welcome packages. Anything that you would ship out to yep. clients. Yeah. That's going to change based on how many clients you have. Mm-hmm. And if you do any outsourcing with your editing, that's going to change. Yep. Um, so that is all variable. And then equipment going out for um, educational conferences or workshops that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that, yeah, I guess that's not really too variable. That doesn't really. Uh, what, for education? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's can, variable because it can it's be not variable. the same every year. Like yeah. unless you just, just go not, to the exact same thing every year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it just doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's not attached to, to how much, how many people you. Yeah, yes. I see what you mean. Yeah, but I would still consider it a variable cost because it's not something that you ne- you have to do every time, and it's n- mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily cost the same every yes. time. So it yeah. it is a variable cost. I think that's what I was thinking when I put it under that ca- column yeah. earlier today. Yeah, yeah. But, um, okay. And then like travel, um, that's going to change based on, again, where your wedding sessions, whatever are, um, that's a, that's a cost and it costs us to travel, right? It costs us to put gas in our car. It costs um, to have insurance on our cars. It costs, you know, wear and tear on our vehicles, keeping up with our vehicles, all that, all that, Mm -hmm. um, it goes into the cost of travel. So it's not just how much money it costs to put gas in our car to make it from point A to point B. Like there's a lot that goes into traveling for business. So, um, so those of us who do charge for travel over like a certain mileage or whatever, that's what that that is uh, for is to kind of compensate for wear and tear on the vehicle, the gas, um, you know, stopping for food on the way, those kinds of things that all kind of encompasses what travel is. Yeah. So, um, and, and then, then also other variable expenses are if you're paying um, any contract labor uh, for assistance or second photographers, that's all going to be different. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, what you pay yourself. Um, out of your business that is also going to change um, yeah. based on how how much you're booking yeah. and then you want to add all that up together um, which we have a uh, little excel spreadsheet uh, with the calculations all for you so you can just plug in your numbers and then you. it'll just uh, calculate what all your expenses will be for yeah. the entire year. So your so that would be your cost of doing business. So that's your yeah. baseline, what you have to bring in just to break even to mm-hmm. have a business, period. Um, so that we would not recommend um, only charging enough to make that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you're because, basically working for free at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to run into unexpected expenses and then you're going to be like, oh, well now I'm I have not nothing. making enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like your equipment, like, you know, you might need to send it in for, you know, it could break or whatever. You might need to send it in to be checked on. And and those are all, again, variable expenses that you don't really, like, plan for. Um, But you need to have money set aside in case something were to happen. Um, Or, I don't know, that's, that's just one. Yeah. So that's so your that's your reasons. baseline cost of doing business. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, you kind of figure out like with the variables, you figure out how many weddings or events you want to photograph in a year mm -hmm. and you put that number in there and then you can divide all of your expenses by that number and then that's at least how much you need to be charging per wedding um, but then also when factoring in uh, or figuring out your uh, your pricing you also need to factor in your local market so we're in central texas um, it is a very different market than like LA or a very different market than, you know, another country and you know, yeah, Europe, absolutely. uh, is going to be completely different market, completely different, uh, pricing. Uh, so look at your local hey, market, Peggy. check out other photographers around. Don't just like copy their pricing. Yeah. Um, because odds are, if you're just putting together your pricing, you probably don't have as much experience as yeah. someone else who has been uh, a photographer for a while um, or if you're f restructuring I mean I didn't really figure out what I should be charging until like two or three years in the business mm -hmm. and then I was like oh I actually should be charging this um, so look at your market you don't want to undercut everyone um, because that's not a nice way to make friends um, and also you you need to um, you know put a good value to your work uh, you don't want to undercut and like devalue what you're doing. Rebecca says oh. it's past her bedtime. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it's always good to do market research, right? That's that's what that is when you're looking at other people's um, pricing. And, and some photographers won't have their pricing up. So, f probably for that reason, they don't want to be copied. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't want to be undercut and they don't want to be, you know, all those things. So, um, but market research, I don't think there's anything wrong with market research and just kind of seeing like a baseline, what's happening, you know, getting a feel. Because it, as, you know, it is hard when you see other photographers charging way less than what you charge and doing something similar to what you do just speaking in a photographer's world that is so yeah. um so having that baseline um and um uh, is always kind of good to know but then going back to your cost of doing business and then um from there what you want to make mm -hmm. and which yeah so what you need to make what you want to make yeah and then also factor in your experience so mm -hmm. if you're coming into this fresh you haven't shot a single wedding by yourself um you know you're not going to have as much experience as um you know someone who's already done 50 weddings um so kind of factor that into what you're charging yeah um because uh you know that that changes a lot for the couples who are looking for you um to see you know the the lower pricing um at least for me um when when my wife and I were looking at photographers, we were living in the Austin, Texas area, and we saw anywhere from like seven hundred bucks to you know seven thousand or more. Right. And um, in the seven hundreds, we didn't want to hire because uh, it it just kind of says you know I don't have a ton of experience. Right. And we were wanting someone with more experience, and we could afford to pay for someone with more experience. So if you don't have a lot then yeah, you would kind of move your prices to a lower end uh, to gain that experience. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And if you have a lot of experience, then you shouldn't be charging $700 for your, uh, unless that's yeah, your market. I don't know. That might be a market somewhere. I don't know where. You should probably move. Right? Uh, I would, I would hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's so, a lot of work. Yeah. So, <laughs> it doesn't cover my cost of doing business. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So then you would take that cost of doing business your expertise, all of that, um, your experience, and then um, kind of figure out a baseline of what you need to make. Um, and then you go from there, you take it up a notch, and you say, here's what I want to make. Now, what you want to make may not be what you can charge right now. Um, that may be like a goal of like, this is how much I would ideally like to make, but where's like between the need to make and want to make, where do I feel like um, it would be a good place to kind of start and then you can raise prices as you gain experience as you become more known in the area all of that it kind of or you know in the world even mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know because more experience and uh, and all that I mean that is a tangible way of uh, you know view, seeing how much you should be charging um, so Okay, but it's so different in the cake world. If I charge what I should be charging, I would never make another cake unless I moved to Austin. Ugh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, as you get more well-known and more in demand, um, then you might be able to. Um, so it just kind of, I kind of gauge that as I start to really... Um, every year I evaluate and and if I am starting to book more weddings than I feel like I can really handle then I'll up it a little bit because that will kind of remove that I'll shoot less weddings um but that's not necessarily a bad thing it's less weddings but more pay mm -hmm. and so I'm still making basically the same amount and working less which is the goal right <laughs> I mean yeah, make more money work less hours right absolutely and and really I feel like at that point like as I raise prices and I get into a more um, higher end clientele then I um, am able to really focus on them more and give them a more higher end experience so it just it's the same thing. It kind of rolls into that. And as you gain experience and gain knowledge and um, all of that, you'll um, you'll just naturally need to grow. Um, because sometimes, like, if you were to stay in a really low price range, you may end up booking way more. Or if you're like me, like, you hate to say no. And so mm -hmm. then you might book more than you should be booking. Um, and you're not going to be able to give the experience to your clients that you need to. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of at that top end this year, which is why I just raised prices because next year I don't want to have that experience where I feel like I'm not able to really focus, uh, like really put my all into every client. And that's really what I want because one of my, you know, main goals in my business is to serve my clients really well. And, um, I feel like if you get to a point where you're doing too many weddings, you just really can't do that. So, yeah. yeah. And that's how I felt in my first couple of years I mean, my first year I didn't I didn't book too much, but then my second year I I booked quite a bit for uh, just being a side gig, um, but I didn't have time to uh, to like give them good service. Yeah, like I had enough time to show up at their wedding, to do their engagement photos, all the you know photography stuff. Yeah, I was able to do that, but I didn't. Um, 
I wasn't able to give them, you know, welcome gifts. I wasn't able to give them uh, time and like check in during mm-hmm. the whole wedding planning process and help them out in different areas. Yeah. Um, I was more of just someone to show up and shoot their wedding, but that was because I was booking. I was yeah. overbooking because my prices were too low. Yeah. And then whenever I raised my prices the next year, I did book fewer weddings, but. I made more money, mm-hmm. and I was able to give a better service to my couples, mm-hmm. and that's really the aim is absolutely to just keep going up and up and and just be amazing for your couples. The few and, couples that you yeah have yeah. absolutely even yeah. if you get to where you can only do five a year, like how just, that's awesome yeah yeah and just create an amazing experience for yeah, them yeah absolutely and there are those people out there that's there's Mm -hmm. a client for every price range let's be very clear about that so regardless of whether you're in that $700 range or that $10,000 range there's a client for you Um, now whether or not you're going to be the the photographer that's ready to take on the $10,000 range I can tell you right now I'm not Um, but but, it's a lot of pressure (laughs) it is Um, but um but there's a client out there for those photographers who are prepared for that and who have gained the experience and the knowledge on how to serve those type of clients. So um, so there's a client out there for every price range, um, but I just think we need to be very... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Intentional um, mm. with our pricing and and not just pull a number out of the hat and say like, oh, well, X, Y, Z, they, they charge this much, so I guess I should charge this much. No, I want you to be intentional and I want you to look at what you have to spend to run your business and to look at what you need to make just to be able to pay your bills. So that's, I'm not talking about like what you need to make for, you know, what you want to make, what you need to make to be able to pay your bills and your cost of doing business. So it's on top of that. Um, And then what you would like to make and kind of figure out from there where you should be. Um, So, yeah. Intentionality and pricing, I think, is important. And and also when it comes to pricing, um, I think that a lot of times we can be scared of, um, you know, costing too much and and getting flack from couples or whatever. But I like once you come up with that number and you know the the reasoning behind it and it's not just a random number that you chose then you're much more likely to be able to stand your ground on that and be able to say like well this is my pricing and and um and and be confident in it you definitely get that confidence in knowing that oh no this is what i'm worth this is what i need yeah this is what i have to make just to be able to like feed my family and especially for those of us who do this as a living like Mm -hmm. this is this is our full-time job so like we have to make a certain amount this is food on the table right this is how i pay my rent this is how i get my extra you know third car or absolutely yeah no this is not just you know spending money for me like these this is how I pay my bills and so as such I know what I need to make um, to run my business what I need to make to pay my bills and then what I would like to make to be able to take my kids to Disney or have a good Christmas mm-hmm. or all of those things that everyone else in the world gets to do if they are get, like going for a salary you know when you get a, a job when you take on that job with that salary no one ever thinks, okay, great, that's what I'm going to make the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 
your intention with that is to move up in the company or to to as you gain experience to get raises those kinds of things and it's the same kind of thing we shouldn't apologize for that in our industry either that is the same kind of thing we want a, we want to build a better life for our family and as such we gain experience by you know doing we gain knowledge by you know pouring into our education and and our craft and then we can raise prices as we go along so um, and keep in mind, you, you're in the business to make a profit. So pay yourself a set wage and make a profit. Profit is not your wage. It's after that. Correct. That was right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something I think a lot of people, because photography, as I'm just speaking towards photography right now, because that's what mm -hmm. I do, um, has become so accessible. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago it was not, um, you know, everybody has a DSLR nowadays and um, people tend to think a lot of times that it's, it's not um, that making a profit is, I almost feel like some people think it's like wrong for us to make a profit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm still running a business. And at the end of the day, a business is in business to make profit. Of course we want to serve our clients well. Of course we want to love on them. And we do love our clients, <clears throat> but we do still want to make money at the right. end of the day. Like that's the reason we're in this business. Not the full reason, but I mean, there, there's a reason why we started a business. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Okay. So I think that is, I mean, that's a, a ton. Like that will help you set yeah. your pricing. And we also have that freebie um, in the show notes. You'll be able to download that um, and you just plug in what your expenses are and um, then it'll calculate what your baseline cost is. Of running a business is okay so mary says i feel like when you raise prices it raises expectations and there is less margin for error like if you raise your prices every image has to be amazing and that's added pressure um yeah it does raise expectations absolutely i agree mm -hmm. with that but that also goes along with um as you gain expertise and experience and yep. education and um, all of that um those expectations will naturally have, like you'll naturally fall into that. I don't, I don't think that, um, I, like I tell my clients that, um, I'm going to deliver some of images that are not perfect because they're moments. Mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to deliver them some amazing images and there's, when it comes to a wedding, I mean, I deliver like I don't know, 2,000 images for a wedding. This is including black and white images. Don't tear me apart. Um, <laughs> but um, I know that's still a lot. But whatever. I don't care. Um, I would say that they really only will use a handful of those images. They're like five favorites are the ones they're going to print or save on their computer and their phone and all of those mm -hmm. things. And the rest are just going to be like fun images to look at the rest of their life. And I'm not saying you don't need to make, like try your very hardest and, and do what you can to produce amazing images. But as you grow and as you do this job more and more, um, I feel like, um, I feel like it doesn't really, I don't, I don't feel as much it, pressure anymore because it's not as much pressure and it doesn't take as much thought. Yeah. Because it to, just becomes second nature. Yeah. Like you, you're already anticipating those moments yeah. instead of searching for the moments whenever right. you're starting off. And especially once you get into a groove of like, you know what your photography timeline looks like, you know yeah. what your uh, galleries look like. And when you start to work with like the same crew every time, like when I work with certain coordinators, I know like it's going to be a great day because everything's going to go smoothly and as planned and all of that. Um, 
you start to kind of get into a groove of things. And I just know like when I go to shoot a wedding, I kind of have a groove. I have a, I have a formula. I, I start with this. I do this. I do this. I do this. And I just go through it and do it all. And we, I get my, what I have to have, what I know like they, they really want because mm-hmm. that's what they see the most of. And then you get a little time for creativity and you can always take that creativity time to like have fun with it and it not be like your, you know, go, go, go moments. Um, but as you shoot more and more weddings, it just becomes second nature. Um, so really I think that just comes with experience. So, um, so sure there's, there's more expectation. Um, but almost, I would say actually once you start raising prices, it almost becomes less expectations because they trust you more. Um, I found as my prices have raised my clients, um, trust me more. They don't question me as much. They, um, Oh yeah. I got questions so much. Yeah. Yeah. I actually feel like the expectations are higher. Why is there this break here? Yeah. I feel like expectations are actually higher when you charge less. When you charge Mm -hmm. more, I feel like your clients are like, no, you're the professional. Totally trust everything that you do. Yeah. I don't care. Like, like the other day when, like, you know, when it was sideways raining yesterday, (laughs) you know, I was supposed to have an engagement session and before it started sideways raining and we were still planning on doing it, I was like, hey, it's not going to be sunny and bright, but we're still going to get beautiful pictures. And they're like, yeah, no, totally trust you. We know that you can make beautiful pictures no matter what it is. Obviously we rescheduled because of the sideways rain, but that's like, those are the clients that because... I'm in a higher bracket now. They trust me completely, and I think there's less expectations, honestly. So that's just my take on it, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, as your prices go up, then people have more trust because it's not a gamble of oh, I don't know, mm-hmm. like we're getting a great deal, but maybe we won't get amazing photos. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're we're shelling out a few grand, and they're so doing that because they know trust yeah. that you're going to provide these images. And I think also the way that you communicate with your couples mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. not every single photo in your gallery is going to be amazing. Like this is going to be a magazine cover, right? You're going to get those, but a lot of the day is just going to be kind of like. Yeah, that's good photo. It's, like, it's, it's photojournalistic photo, for the majority numbers. of the yeah. day, really. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, I would say if you are on the fence about raising prices, that um, raising prices will raise your clientele. One hundred percent. It just does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sat. I mean. You know, it's always one of those things where it's like you want to be able to provide a service at an affordable price a lot of times, but then you find that when you are trying to do that, then you have those clients who nitpick you and they um, they bring a, a packet of Pinterest <laughs> ideas for you to do instead of really trusting like your process. And, mm-hmm. and as you grow into a higher price range, then those clients, they don't do that anymore. And they yeah. just say like, oh, you've got this. I believe in you. I've seen your work. I trust it. 
and I've seen your work over and over again, like you obviously Mm -hmm. are doing, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over again. Like you are going to produce what you say you're going to produce because I've seen it. So, yeah, um, since my first year of business, I have asked every couple, like, are there any poses? Are there any moments that you definitely want? You know, most of this is for like engagement sessions. And in my early years, when I didn't charge as much, they would come to me with a complete Pinterest board and like, here's this, or I even had a bride print out, like she dragged them over to a Word document and just printed them out and they're like all on top of each other in a collage and she was like, here, these are all the ones that you should take today. And I think that was because um, I didn't have a lot of experience and they didn't trust me Yeah. that she was like, okay, if I just print this out and give it to him, at least he can somewhat recreate Uh these. And now whenever I ask that, do you have any certain anything? Sometimes it's like, Oh, well my parents had this pose. We kind of want to do like something similar, but most of the time it's like, no, no, you're the professional. We trust you. Mm -hmm. Whatever you have, for us today we're gonna have fun absolutely that's what we aim for yeah hey y'all quick break to share with you one of our sponsors and someone that i use every single week and that is ShipStation. they are a web-based shipping app that makes shipping your products and prints super easy if you have an online store you can integrate ShipStation with your e-commerce site and then it'll automatically create your shipping labels as soon as someone makes a purchase, saving you time and money and reducing room for human error because, you know, I've filled out those wrong addresses before. And if you're like me and you don't have an e-commerce site, but you still ship prints and welcome packages and albums to your clients pretty regularly, you can create and print shipping labels on your own without having to go to the post office and take it from a father of two toddlers. That sounds amazing. You also get a free stamps.com account with your subscription, which just between us, don't tell stamps.com, your ShipStation membership is actually less expensive than stamps.com is for every month. So you're kind of getting a pretty good deal there. So head on over to lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation to get your free one-month trial. If you like it, you can sign up for as low as $9 a month, and that includes up to 50 shipments and branded labeling and packaging slips. So check out ShipStation at lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation and make ship happen. All right. Well, let's get into some of the questions. We've already answered uh, some of them uh, here live on Mm, Instagram. Okay. Let's see. Um... Okay, so Mary asked, would you love to hear, or would you, (laughs) would love to hear thoughts on including an album in packages versus just offering a la carte? Um, Yeah, so um, I think we do things differently, and we can just kind of go through, I mean, kind of what we do. I think we do, yeah. We do things a little bit differently. I offer um, a la carte for my first two um, packages. They don't include an album. and then my last package includes an album. Um, I love albums personally, and I love it when my clients do order albums. Um, but I also, I don't know. I just, 
don't know. I just don't. I've never, I never have like, except for that biggest package. And, and I do have quite a few clients who do order that. Um, most of the time my clients, um, just get my middle package, which doesn't include an album because the only difference between the middle package and the top package is an album. Um, most of the time they don't and they will usually, a lot of times they'll order like an album like a year later. Um, but that's how I do things. I don't know. That's just yeah. how I've always done them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's necessarily a right or wrong Sorry. way to do it. Um, I know I I used to include um, an album in every single package. If you hired me as your photographer, you would get an album. But I also used a lower quality printer. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing. Yeah. Because I wanted to include that album because mm -hmm. I knew how important it was to have printed images and I was taking a cut on uh like taking a hit on quality just to provide an album. An yeah. album. Yeah. Um, now I have changed printers. I'm with a different printing studio now. So not every single package um, includes one. My top two packages include an album, and then my lowest one doesn't. Um, and a lot of times people will just leave those in there. Sometimes they'll customize one and just be like, yeah, we don't need this right now. We might buy it later. And I always follow up, uh, especially after anniversaries and stuff, and mm -hmm. just like, hey, congratulations on the year. Um, you know, would you like me to put together an album design for you? Um, so it really depends on what what you want. Yeah. I would suggest including some sort of album or print package or something canvas with at least or something one because photos look so much better whenever mm -hmm. they're printed yeah. uh, than just on someone's Facebook. Totally. Um, yeah, and I always, whenever I um, send their final gallery, I actually in, include in their final email or their delivered email um, that hey, we love albums around here. So if you didn't get an album in your package, we would mm -hmm. love to put down, put together a custom album for you. Here's all the information about it. Let us know if you'd like to do that. Sometimes they bite, sometimes they don't. Um, but again, a lot of my clients do come back a year later and are like, hey, it's been a year. Like Because a lot of times they're spending a good chunk on the wedding and that's like one extra thing that they're like, we just want to save money this right now. We can right. do this later. And I always tell them, like, you can do this later. Like anytime, mm -hmm. I, like you can come back five years from now we don't, we don't delete your photos. Right. I mean, I, I will No. I do not. Uh, you, okay. I, no. I, I thought you were going to say you do delete the photos. No, okay. I, I, I don't. I would never purposefully delete photos. I sure. do not guarantee um, archive to oh, yeah. after a year yeah. because when you move whatever like I go through an external hard drive at least once a year and so then mm -hmm. I you know I keep them but they can go bad they can you know you move and you lose one whatever like uh, I don't want to guarantee that that's why I stress to my clients to download it to back it up in multiple locations I tell them to back it up on an online location as well we give them all that stuff um but anyways um, but a lot of times they'll come back in the next year and just say okay it's been a year we have the money to do this now we really want an album and boom there you go yeah so that's our thoughts I don't yeah. know if that answered your question or yeah not. hopefully <laughs> or at least you know hopefully that gave you a little bit of something to think about whether or not you'd want to include an album yeah. uh, in all your packages or if you want to do like where you know neither of us have albums in every single package right so you yeah. might do something similar to that 
Okay, so Frankie says, how to include prints of various types in your prices? Um, and John asked, as in packages or just having an a la carte list? And she said, either or. Like, how to decide how much to charge over the cost of production or just get back for cost? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, there's one more reply. Yeah. Um, so John said, industry standard is to charge three times what it costs you. A third will go to taxes, a third to the actual cost, and then you get a third for profit. That is industry standard. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, whenever, <laughs> I mean, when I very first started doing, um, like I did in-person sales for a while before I started doing weddings, too much to do with weddings. Um, but, um, but I mean, I had a few of my friends ask, like, why do you charge that much for a print? And I'm like, well, I have to pay taxes on it. Um, yeah. I have to pay for it itself. And then I'd like to make a little bit off of it. Too. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, want to just print this for, you know, use my time for free. And I think a lot of people think of like, they're like Walgreens or whatever, like that it's just the cost of the print mm. itself. It, it doesn't cost hardly anything. And I'm like, that's all fine and dandy, but it does take me time to go order this, to go crop it the correct way, to make sure, like, I also include, like, if, if there's any, like, flaws, like, that you want... Like, if there's little blemishes or things, because um, my um, editing doesn't include removal of blemishes and that, unless I just, like, Want get to. a weird hair and, and decide to go buck wild in Photoshop, which mm. I don't really have time for. Yeah, um, so that rarely ever happens. <laughs> but it includes that. So, like, if you order a print and you say, like, hey, there's this thing, can you take that out and make sure, like, this is done, this is done, whatever, flyaway hairs, whatever... I will take the time to do that for your print because you are paying um, a, a premium amount for your print and mm. it's going to be on your wall and I do want it to be perfect for you. So that is included in that. And then also you have to think about what if it comes back wrong? And a lot of times your print company will reprint it for you, but what if you ordered it wrong? Like I've had that happen before where I actually I ordered, ordered, the photo ordered the wrong photo or I ordered the wrong crop or like I thought it had cropped a certain way and then it didn't when I went to go back and like argue with the company. They're like, actually, this is how you submitted it. And I'm like, oh, dang it. You have to cover that cost. So you also need to have a little cushion for if you mess up. I mean, that's just part of doing business. So, um, so there's that as well. A lot of people will tell you, especially if you're doing in-person sales, again, they tell you to go over your cost of doing business, what you need to make for production, cost of cost of goods, like you know, all of that stuff, and calculate. But I think a good um, easy standard to go by is the three times what it costs you and um, to kind of cover your basis mm -hmm. and then after you've had a few orders you can kind of see if you need to go up from there if you need to go down yeah um, you know what like you my need. canvases are still <laughs> too low i still my canvases are still way because like, it's the sticker good. shock mm -hmm. that i'm like i can't charge i know hundreds of dollars for this canvas i know uh, but then i end up because shipping because canvases i don't get free shipping ooh. on like i do my prints yeah. and it's just like ugh. Mm -hmm. Every time I get a canvas order, I'm like, oh, yay, they want a canvas. Mm, I'm not going to make like, yeah. anything out of this. Yeah. I mean, Mother I'm excited either. that they ordered a canvas, but I'm also like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Alexa says, do you include the print and media release for all of your edited images in your prices or make it additional for the release? John re responded with, it depends on the type of photo shoot it is, but generally for personal photos, I include it. Um, so... So print release. So let's talk just for a second, just look really quick about the difference between a print release and a copyright. 
Um, yes. Because there's a big difference and Huge. clients get those mixed up. Because mm-hmm. they hear a copyright release. Right. All on the internet. Right. So. They don't need that. Copyright means um, the owner of the image itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you give your client the copyright, you by law are no longer allowed to do anything with that image. You cannot post it on social media. You cannot. You can't do anything with it. It is no longer yours at all. It cannot be on your website. Mm -mm. It is no longer yours. You do not own it anymore. Copyright law says that the person who took the picture automatically has copyright of it. Mm -hmm. So you are welcome to give away copyright if you would like to. I don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) But industry standard is you don't give away copyright. You retain copyright. Okay, Mm -hmm. so print release is very different. So a lot of times your clients will ask for copyright and and we just need to like verify what they are asking for because I've seen it in so many forms. Like people getting crazy about they asked for copyright, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Wait, but did they know what they were saying? Yeah, did they know what they that actually meant? Because it's very, if you're not in the industry, you don't know the difference between copyright and print release. You just don't. I didn't so, when I got into the industry. Yeah, I thought it was interchangeable. Yeah, so you just need to educate very gently your mm-hmm. clients on what the difference is, and I most of the time they don't mean copyright; they mean print release. So, um, print release is when you release them to print it for personal use personal use they can't print it for um sales they can't sell your images they can't um, enter them into contests without um uh, express written permission all of those things and um that should be built into your contract it should state all of those things because you want to be very open about your policies Mm -hmm. and um the best place to have that all written down is in a contract and that way you both sign it you've both agreed to it whether they read it or not that's up to them but (laughs) you both agree do it so i personally give a print release um for everything except oh look we're we're oh, you can okay. only go live for so long oh interesting so. we've got two more almost oh, two minutes okay we're gonna hurry this up oh, we are heading about an hour yeah wow um so um i give a print release for everything but boudoir pictures and that is because i would have to charge an arm and a leg um for boudoir if i did not um do in-person sales for it so i choose to charge a little less on the session fee and then not give um print release i do um give them the web uh, size images after they have ordered um so they get that um but only like that's that's the only thing i do that for for weddings for sessions all of that i do give a print release so long story short john what do you do uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, most of what I get hired for is like personal, uh, either lifestyle, family sessions, or weddings. And all of those, I give a print release so that they can print their photos, so that they can post on social media. But I retain the copyright, like you were saying earlier. Um, the only time that I really haven't given a uh, print printing release is if I'm doing commercial photography, and um, and then they purchase. Mm-hmm. per image yeah. so they do get a, a printing release for the image that they're purchasing but it's not like an overall yeah here's yeah. all the images that i took and you can have all of them it's like here's all the images that i took now pick which ones you actually want to purchase yeah um, but i don't do a ton of commercial so that's the only difference for me 
I guess mm. our time has come to an end. Yes. This was a long one. It was a long. It was a fun one, it too. It was a fun one. Even though this was uh, not like the, the most fun topic. Like yeah. It wasn't like Instagram and how to beat the algorithm yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Important stuff. It though. was important business stuff. And yeah. we're really glad that you, uh, you stuck in here with us and you, you listened. And we're super glad that we got uh, questions to answer. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so you can... Join us live here on Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. Next week, we are going to be on here again. Um, We'll be announcing on our Instagram, which is uh, at lightdarkco, when we're going to go live. And then you can jump on there. You can send us your questions. Uh, You can also join us in our Facebook community, um, which is... Uh, light dark podcast you can just search for it on facebook or you can go to lightdarkco.com slash fb and that'll take you right there yep um was that credits you're not that's it was not the credits okay i was just i was just talking i was just talking okay okay Uh, cool but now now we can now we can go hey also we would really love if you take a few moments to go and review us on itunes it means a lot it's how we get seen so if you would you know maybe leave us Mm -hmm. a five-star review and then um just say a few words that would be fantastic and it would mean so much to us if we have helped you in any way even with our crazy little life hacks absolutely yeah just uh just leave us a little review that would mean a lot to us thank you so much and we'll probably give you a shout out here on the next podcast Ooh, yeah let's do that if you yeah. leave us a review we will read it we will read it and and you know praise your name yes we will also <laughs> do a little dance yeah uh, probably uh, a big dance maybe uh, oh yeah. we could totally do that live oh yeah oh okay if you review us we will dance <laughs> we a will, crazy we dance we will dance live <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, I guess we should do the credits. I think so. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Mansfield, and you can find me at allheartphoto on Instagram. I am your other host, Rachel Driscoll, and you can find me at Rachel Driscoll on Instagram and at Rachel Driscoll Photo on Facebook. And you can go check out our show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash three. Or head to our Instagram at lightdarkco um, and check it out there. We'd love for you to uh, join us live every week on Instagram to be part of our live audience where you can ask questions and join in the conversation. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community at lightdarkco.com slash FB, or you can search on Facebook for Light Dark Podcast. Our show was recorded live in front of an Instagram audience. It was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song was by the talented John Isaac. This week's meme, honey, wake up. You fell asleep editing again. Check out our show notes to see the meme live. Thanks. So so timely for today, right? The release of of Disney. Disney Plus. Yeah, you'll get that when you go to the show notes. Yeah, the show notes. The show notes. Show notes. <laughs> <laughs> the show notes. It show is ten thirty at night. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. See we love you. Guys. you. Bye. Bye.